This is a brand new episode of Wake Up Bright. Wake up. With your workout buddies, April and sometimes Yenna. Your hit podcast. Your much needed hit of encouragement, empowerment, and motivation to live and grow each day a little brighter. Hello. Welcome back. I'm April Lauren and... And now I'm Yenna. <laughs> Welcome to the Wake Up Bright podcast and this balanced and bright collaborative effort to live each day a little healthier, a little brighter, and end this year strong. Hope that you guys are doing well. How are you doing, Yenna? I am good. I'm still a little red. I don't know if you can tell. How was your workout? I had... It was okay. I did... It's like a weekly challenge that for this program. They have different ones each week. But this week, this is week four. So it was um, five kilometers of rowing as fast as you can. And that's secular. I was not excited. Yeah, that's a long time. Was- How long did it take you? 22 minutes and 16 seconds. That's and pretty that good. Did. That's a good metric for to compare, like on a month to month basis, to measure progress. How long it takes you to do something? I don't like want to do that again. Five kilometers. Um, well, we're going to talk today a little bit about chapter one. Um, so we're not going to talk like we would like to. We'd love to hear your feedback, what you've been thinking. So um, I will put a prompt on stories up right after this video goes live, and head on over there after you watch, um, wake up bright and let me know what you've been thinking, how you've been feeling. Um, so at the beginning of wholehearted living, which is the introduction. So I guess this is not chapter one. I feel so confused. Okay. Let me go back to the table of contents. Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is not this is not chapter one. So we've already talked about the preface and now we're talking about the introduction. Um, so we eventually will maybe get to guidepost one by the t- end of the 30 days. Okay. So let me read this first little part. Wholehearted living is about engaging in our lives from a place of worthiness. It means cultivating the courage, compassion, and connection to wake up in the morning and think no matter what gets done and how much is left undone, I am enough. It's going to bed at night thinking, yes, I am imperfect and vulnerable and sometimes afraid, but that doesn't change the truth that I'm also brave and worthy of love and belonging. Wholehearted living is not a one-time choice. It's a process. I mean, I think she's just, she has a way with making her statements and her words very like soul touching and powerful. In my opinion, I, mean, I was just thinking. I was just thinking that it all resonates, and I don't like. Is there a person that doesn't resonate with all that this stuff? Like, it, it's just the words are so well chosen that it just it does because it's it's such a common, especially. I'm I'm sure men feel this too. Some men and some men probably don't. Some women probably don't, but the majority of women do um, feel this that no matter what gets done how much is left undone. 
I'm enough. We feel like we're not enough when we don't get the things done. We're not enough. And there's always more things than we can get done. So it so often it leaves me feeling like I'm not enough or I'm not worthy or that I'm doing something wrong or am wrong. And it's powerful to see that. And the truth of it, I think it's the truth of what she's saying that resonates and hits Mm -hmm. so deep because all of us, like, I mean, if you were to tell me, if you were to list off, you're like, today I was trying to do X, Y, and Z plus A, B, C, D all the way through, like, but I only got A and B done. Like, I wouldn't think any less of you. I wouldn't beat you up. Like, I would understand why. But for some reason, if the same situation was happening and it was me, I would be so hateful and like hard <laughs> on myself. Yeah. So I think it's just so interesting because it is, it's very common for us to do that. Um, yeah. So then she talks, she talks here a lot about like the idea of perfection. <laughs> it's funny. She's like, if you're thinking, great, I just need to be a superhero to fight perfectionism. <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. And I also don't really think about it as perfectionism. Like I've never, I think put, put my desire to get the things that I want to get done, done in the same category with like being a perfectionist. So the next thing that I kind of want to talk about, I thought it was really fitting. So if you watch my channel, I'm not sure if I'm going to upload it or not, but I've made a video today and I kind of talked, touched on, on this a little bit. And, um, anyway, when I was reading through this and I saw it, I was like, I'm going to read these things. So, um, one of the greatest and least discussed barriers to compassion, um, practice is the fear of setting boundaries and holding people accountable. I know it sounds strange, but I believe that understanding the connection between boundaries, accountabilities, exceptions, and compassion has made me a kinder person. Before the breakdown, I was sweeter, judge, I was sweeter, judgmental, resentful, and angry on the inside, but sweeter on the outside. Today, I think I'm genuinely more compassionate, less judgmental, and resentful, and way more serious about boundaries. I have no idea what this combination looks like on the outside, but it feels pretty powerful on the inside. And I love, I loved this part because mm-hmm. I see how easy. So I feel for me setting boundaries, take some of the emotion out of, it takes the feeling out of wanting to be treated a proper way. Mm-hmm. It, it's an, it's an empowering thing because I have this boundary and as I set my boundary, I then take responsibility for making sure my boundary is set forth and the people that I love and interact with that they know about my boundary. So there's some like responsibility that I take in making it. And if I haven't set my boundary forth, then it's hard for me to have an expectation that other people will uphold my boundary. Then I have the responsibility to uphold my boundary. And because it's just a boundary, it's not personal. It's not like you are doing this to me. It's just, I have this boundary and this is what's acceptable and I'm going to move forward. Like, Mm -hmm. and if you can't respect my boundary, then I'm going to move forward without you, but it's not personal. It's just my boundary. Like this is just, so I don't know. That's kind of what I think about it. What about you? 
what are your thoughts? Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of, now I'm not trying to be anything crazy, but I feel like there's a lot of women, especially who have that, they, they're kind of like, you know, fake nice. And then there's just a lot of judgment and negativity, anger inside of them because they're not happy with their own lives. So, I, and I feel like we probably all have some of those things every once in a while if you're not just not happy and maybe we feel jealous of someone else but what I've learned in my years of being on this earth that I can be jealous of someone but like in a good way like positively jealous being like wow I wish that I could achieve that too but that doesn't take anything away from me if somebody else achieves stuff like you know if you succeed in something doesn't mean that I can succeed, you know? Yeah. We can both succeed. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah. So I feel like I'm trying to, you know, look at it as like, oh, wow, that's so cool. I want to do that too. And more as a, like a goal or motivation rather than being like, oh my God, I hope she fails type of thing. Yeah. And I think it's kind of sad how maybe it's like a societal thing that we have at least finished people are programmed to be very jealous and like envious there's like a saying that a Finnish person will pay hundred dollars as in, so the neighbor doesn't get a 50 bucks. So <laughs> maybe it's like a cultural thing that I'm trying to kind of break out of it. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And we've talked about that, the cultural thing, like that specific one too, before and I think it's interesting, which one thing, like, I like how, what resonated with you, in that what I read was a little bit different than what resonated with me, but I, but I get it. And I think one thing boundaries specifically do for us is they give us stability um, and a foundation. And when you are, when you feel secure with where you are and who you are, and you know that you can go any place that you want to go, then you don't have to be jealous. You don't have to be fake nice. And if you know you're going to be okay, if you say, this is my boundary and somebody's like, well, screw you. And they walk off, you're going to be okay. So, Mm -hmm. you know, whereas a lot of people, like, let's say you take your child to a park and some random stranger comes up and like, I don't know, gives them a hug or does, or punishes them. Like you're at the park and some random mom comes up and admonishes your child in an aggressive way. That's not even warranted. And you just swallow it back. Like that's a very destabilizing, like destabilizing. Right. But a lot of people do it. They won't say anything. The fear of offending the person who's offending you (laughs) I think that's a thing. That's what I was kind of thinking too with the boundaries that even with if somebody is not necessarily trying to be offensive either, like just, but they're breaking up boundaries, it's hard for us to say, no, that's too much or whatever, because we don't want to offend the other person. And we think us setting boundaries will offend them. But on that playground thing, they will catch some hands. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like it's, it's weird. It's hard to set boundaries, but I think if you're confident enough in yourself, if you're, if you're not insecure, you, it's easier. Yeah. And I guess the more you set boundaries, the more confident you'll get, you you'll get become whatever the word is. Yeah. So it'll get easier 
Well, and it takes, it takes like, um, it takes the conversation away too. So like, like the conversation you have with yourself. So boundary, my husband and I are the only ones who discipline my children. Right. Random lady at the park comes up and disciplines my child. Do I let that happen? My boundary is so no, I do not. So I say, excuse me, ma'am, please don't talk to my child like that. My husband and I are the only ones who discipline our children. If you have a problem with my child, you must talk to me. Okay. And then you move forward and they may get their, their feathers ruffled, or they may be like, oh crap, I'm having a bad day. And I shouldn't have done that anyway. I would be pissed if somebody did that to my child. And maybe you actually become friends with that person because that person Mm -hmm. understands that you're going to uphold your needs. And you're going to communicate it. But a lot of people, instead of being like, no lady, you're not disciplined my child. Instead of doing that, they'll go over to another person at the park and be like, oh my gosh, can you believe that that woman just came over and said that to my child? And then you have like 10 people looking at this one woman sideways when it's customary. Maybe she's from a different culture or maybe she just grew up differently. Like, I mean, you you just never know. I mean, maybe that's a bad example for that, but. But that's that's a good, good example that like you never know you don't you never know someone's backgrounds or whatever, and just try to be respectful when you set your boundaries. At the end of the day, you can be respectful and not purposely mean, and it's not your responsibility how the other person takes it either. You know. So I want this is the last thing that we're going to talk about today. <laughs> Um, because we, we, the timer just went off. So we are out of time, but I do want to talk about this. Um, we live, so this is reading from the book. So page 17, um, the second paragraph on the page, we live in a blame culture. We want to know whose fault it is and how they're going to pay in our personal, social, and political worlds. We do a lot of screaming and finger pointing, but we rarely hold people accountable How could we? We're so exhausted from ranting and raving that we don't have the energy to develop meaningful consequences and enforce them. From Washington, D.C. and Wall Street to our own schools and homes, I think this rage blame too tired and busy to follow through mindset is why we're so heavy on self-righteous anger and so low on compassion. Wouldn't it be better if we were kinder but firmer? How would our lives be different if we were... if? there were less anger and more accountability. What would our work and home lives look like if we blamed less and had more respect for boundaries? I love that. I think that's exactly how it is. People just want to be angry and make a huge scene, but then they don't care what happens next in a way. Sure, the cancel culture is, is a thing now that everybody needs to be canceled. Everybody needs to be canceled and lose everything but then they don't want them to take response. They just want to punish. Nobody wants to actually fix the issues. Yeah. I mean, everybody gets so tired from dancing around the work that nobody does the work. Mm -hmm. The work is enforcing the boundary. It doesn't have to be personal. It doesn't have to be an attack on people. When people do things that are wrong, you don't have to attack them. Um, But setting forth that it's not acceptable and it's not okay. Mm -hmm is not like there's, there's a difference there. And I think, I think that's one reason why having boundaries feels like as I've started, as I've been consciously working on setting and upholding boundaries, 
I've found it easier to ex- recognize and accept when other people are saying things. They might not set it forth like this is my boundary, but I'm like, okay, that is a boundary for them. Kind of related to this, can also not. But when somebody does something wrong, it is not helpful to just tell them you're doing that wrong. Yeah. Because they might not know what they're doing wrong. And if you say you're doing that wrong, it doesn't tell them what they're doing wrong. You should tell them, hey, you're doing X, Y, and Z wrong. This is how it should be done. And then you show them how it's done. And that's how you create change. Like I had that in one of my previous workplaces back in the day. This one worker kept bitching at me and being like, you're doing that wrong. That's not how it's done. That's not how it's done. That's not how it's done. And I'm like, well, how is it done then? Yeah. They never told me. And then another worker was like, hey, this, here's a tip. This is how it's done. I'm like, okay, well, thank you. Now I can do it right. Because I switched, even though things were supposedly supposed to be done the same, they were not. And I continued the practice that I was, was taught at the old place in the new place. And that was wrong. Yeah. I mean, going back to the park example of like the woman, like, let's say it wasn't aggressive, but it still is not your practice. Your practice is that you and your husband are the ones that discipline your children. So let's say she was respectful, but it's not okay. She doesn't know it's not okay until you say that's not okay. And then you can't just say it's not okay. You have to give the alternate way. And the alternate way is if my child is bothering you, you need to speak to me. Hey, Noah. Hey, sweet baby. You got a ball? Is that a balloon? <laughs> I had all the balloons that I'm making for the garland here, and I forgot they're here. <laughs> hey, little baby. Hi. He's trying to grab. Minna's little one just joined us for the podcast. And he's gone. He's a busy boy. I was wondering when he's going to come up. Well, I hope that you guys have gleaned something from us and us sharing like what we read and what we've thought about it. Um, we'd love to know what you hear about boundaries. If you, if you feel like you set boundaries and you've never even considered setting boundaries, or if you were a boundary setting pro, um, let us know. And yeah, let us know if you have any helpful tips or anything that we could share possibly in the next episode or somewhere in our social media platforms. Bye. 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 <laughs>